you just don't think you can do it. You can't figure how you're going to teach another lesson to a child who is crying, having a meltdown, just not listening to anything you have to say. You are saying the same math problem over and over and over again, and it feels impossible that they're going to get it. Or what about high school that you feel like it's impossible to think that I'm going to be able to teach my child enough to get them ready and successful enough to go to a college? If you have ever felt that any part of homeschooling is impossible, or if you haven't even started yet, you're just listening, but it still feels impossible to you, this is the episode for you. Because we're going to talk about what the book of, believe it or not, Zechariah has to say to us about when we feel like this homeschooling task is too impossible. And especially when we feel like we just can't finish it, where we don't think that we can go all the way through from kindergarten to high school. Zechariah has something to tell us about it, and I'm excited to share this with you because I didn't even know it was there. If I've made you curious about what Zechariah can say about your homeschool, then go ahead, get your hot chocolate, put your marshmallows on top, get your cozy blanket. I just got a brand new blanket for Christmas, so cozy. So go ahead and grab yours, and let's talk about what we can do when we feel like homeschooling is just impossible or we wonder if we're strong enough to finish what we've started. Have you ever felt overwhelmed by homeschooling? I don't know about you, but sometimes as a homeschooling mom, it feels like I have so much on my plate that I can hardly catch my breath. Well, if you've ever felt that way, then you're in the right place because this is the Catch Your Breath podcast. I'm Inga Masick, certified life coach and a mental wellness advocate. With over three decades in education and over 10 years homeschooling, I'm right there in the trenches with you. In this podcast, we're going to dive into some actionable strategies that are not only going to help you manage your stress, but also help you to have more joy, freedom, and balance in your homeschooling journey. So if you're ready to go from simply striving to truly thriving, then let's breathe through homeschooling together. Are you ready? It's time to catch your breath. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Catch Your Breath podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Inga, and I'm excited to have you here with me. And if you are coming back again, what's up? How are you doing? Thank you so much for giving me some more of your podcast space. I really and truly appreciate it. This episode is going to be a little different because it's a little bit off the cuff. I planned on talking about something else in my content plan for now, but I just felt led to go a different route. So I'm praying that you will be patient with me and that this will encourage you and touch your your spirit and your heart and really help you as we end out this year. But before we do anything else, I have to check in with you. And my checking in with you is prompting you to check in with yourself. So I want you to just take a moment and pause. Take a deep breath and check in with how you're doing. How are you doing? How are you feeling? How were your holidays? And if you're in the middle of break time, how's your break going so far? I pray that you truly are taking the time that you need to take care of yourself, to catch your breath if that's what you need, to have some fun to spend time with family, to 
get away, whatever it is, I pray that you will take a moment to ask yourself what you need and then be intentional about finding a way to give yourself that. Will you do that for yourself? I was going to say, will you do that for me? But not for me. Will you do it for yourself? Will you do that because you are a loved daughter of the king and he wants you to be okay so that you can take care of these children, but also because he loves you enough to want you to be okay for you? Yeah, that part. (laughs) So I pray that you will take a moment just to do that. So as I was saying, As I write out the content, try to write it out, you know, beforehand and say, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about at this time. That's just good planning, right? Just to have a content plan, kind of like your lesson plan. You know what you're going to do. You're going to plan out. However, the way that I work is if I'm feeling something in my spirit, that's what I do. That's the direction that I go. I have the lesson plan. I know that it's important. I know this is what I have to teach, but If I feel like, you know what, I want to do something different, I want to be able to quickly write a new lesson plan. That is what I do in my homeschooling all the way completely. It bothers me sometimes because I, you know, I go through, do my planning, do all the good stuff. I'm like, yes, we're ready. And then in the moment, even right before I'm going to teach it, or sometimes in the middle of teaching, I don't know if it's just me, and maybe it's just me, but in the middle of teaching, I'll pivot and be like, I want to do this, or I think I should add this, or I think this is important. (laughs) And so it sometimes can make it challenging for me to plan. I still do it because I think it's important. But I also want to give you permission that if that happens to you, it is very normal. But for today, the lesson plan that I had for us to do was really to just talk about how we transition back from our break into the new school year. But I wasn't feeling that because I was like, if you're where I am right now, you may not want to think about getting back into the school year. You're taking your break. I'm encouraging you to take your break, but then talking to you about getting ready to go back. And it just didn't feel right for me. And so what I want to talk to you about is something that I was reading in the scripture today that I thought was so good. (laughs) You know, we read the Bible a lot, right? We know that it's important. We we want to create that habit, but sometimes we come to it and we're just like, okay, I have to read. Especially if you're doing like a read throughout the year or if you if you if you do have a plan, sometimes it can feel challenging to continue to follow that plan because you're asking yourself like, what am I supposed to get out of this? And then sometimes if you don't have a plan, you don't know where to start. You're just like opening the Bible and you're going in. And so <laughs> that can be really confusing. And, and you can't, you can sometimes feel like you are not getting some good meat, some good application. What I love to do, and it's something that my mom taught me to do, was to pray before you read the scripture that the Holy Spirit will help you to know what you're supposed to learn about him, because that's really what we're trying to do, to draw closer to him, to learn about him, but also to ask if there's any application for our life. And as I was reading this scripture today, I was like, this is application. (laughs) And let me just say, I am not a theologian. So if you are a theologian listening to this, please do not come for me. I'm, I'm just in my spirit <laughs> asking God to speak to me and then asking him to encourage you through his words and use me as the vessel. And so I was reading in Zechariah chapter eight, which is really good. And it's talking about when Zechariah 
was talking to um, the Lord of Heaven's armies, and he's giving him what is going to happen. The first part that stuck out to me was in Zechariah chapter 8, verse 6. It says, This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. All this may seem impossible to you now, a small remnant of God's people. But is it impossible for me, says the Lord of Heaven's armies? That one just got into my spirit because even though if we're honest with ourselves, if we are completely honest with ourselves, and let's just agree to be honest with ourselves, a lot of times when we start on this homeschool journey, we believe we can do it, but we still believe it's impossible. There's something in our spirit that we're just like, how am I supposed to teach all of the subjects that my child knows from needs to know from kindergarten all the way through to graduate from high school. This feels impossible. It feels impossible to get all the subjects that I'm supposed to be trying to get. It feels impossible to be able to do it and still take care of myself. If we just look at the list of things that feel impossible, we know that we have some things that feel impossible. And I know that there are many people who speak to me and say, like, I could not do it. And the reason why they are not choosing to do it, and they, what's interesting is they'll say, I would love to homeschool, but I could never do it. Or, and so it's always interesting to me that there is this, I would love to do it, but then there's the but. And I feel like that's because it feels impossible. To take on the education of your child from K through 12 feels like it might be an impossible task. And if, if you're like, well, that's not impossible because I'm doing it, whatever the thing that you're feeling that is impossible to, if you're in that, that place where you're like, it's a, I can't even know how I'm going to teach this child to read. I've been doing this since they started kindergarten and now they're going into eight, they're going to be eight or nine and they're not able to read. It feels impossible. Or it may feel like I have just added another child. I already have four children. I've just added another child. It's impossible for me to figure out how to continue to teach my other five children. It's impossible to figure out as a single mom, how am I going to continue to homeschool because I didn't expect this to happen in this time. It feels impossible. It's impossible to have a chronic illness, to have pain 24-7 and still be able to get up and teach my children with joy, with commitment to continue to do it. It feels impossible. Has it ever felt impossible? If we're honest with ourselves, we have felt that. And I, I know that, and that's why I'm like, it's in my spirit because there's some things that have happened over the past month or so that have just felt impossible to me. Like I don't know how I'm supposed to go from this step to B, from A to B, must let, much less A to Z. I can't see that far ahead. And right here it says, all of this may seem impossible to you now. But is it impossible for me, says the Lord of heaven's armies? That's the reminder. That is why I say I don't know how people do it without Jesus Christ. I do not know how people do it without a firm foundation in their faith in who God is, who he has created them to be, and who he has called them, what he has called them to do. Because without that, it feels impossible. But with him, all things are possible. That's 
That's the the takeaway from this piece is that he that we can say he's asking it. Whatever you're feeling is impossible. He's saying, but is it impossible for me? Me? God? The creator of the universe? <laughs> when I think of that, when I read that, I'm like, ouch. <laughs> you know, sometimes you read some things because you have these things in your mind that you're not saying out loud to anybody else. But then God just speaks to you through the word and you're like, ouch. Okay, got that one. I have to grab that. Ow. Okay. <laughs> That's what this one did to me. But there's more. <laughs> If you keep reading, we go to verse 9 and it says, This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. Be strong and finish the task. That's it right there. I don't believe that we can get to this part, 9, if we don't first look at what it tells us in verse 6. We first have to recognize that nothing is impossible for him. And if we then look at that part, then we can move forward to say, and now I can finish this, the task. That's where my strength comes from. I can be strong to finish this task of homeschooling because nothing is impossible for him. So I want to encourage you, whatever the thing is right now in your homeschool journey that seems impossible, that seems like there is no way that I can do it. Inga, you just don't understand because it's just hard. I am tired. My children are being disrespectful. I have to find a job even. I have to continue to do whatever it is that feels insurmountable, that feels like I just can't. It's not impossible for him. And you can be strong and you can finish this task. I've I've said this before, and I I have to keep saying it because I, I believe this truly in my heart, that the one thing that the devil has over us is those things that he allows us to tell ourselves. And when we are working in a silo, when we are in community of one, just ourself, by ourselves, No matter how much we read the Bible, no matter how much we pray, if we are just by ourselves, we are open to be attacked. So we have to have community. We have to have some moms around us, especially as homeschooling moms. We have to have some homeschooling moms around us who are going to encourage us. It is key that we have people around so that when we feel that the thing is impossible, we've got some Christian moms around us to remind us that nothing is impossible with God. But not just that. We also need them to help us to know that they've gone through it. We need their stories, their stories of success. We need them to tell us, oh yeah, absolutely. I went through that. That happened to me last year with my child they weren't able to read and these are the things I did or I felt oh I felt exactly like that absolutely and this is what I did we need them to be able to tell that and then we need those moms who are in it with us that when we say oh my gosh today feels impossible that they say I know it does for me too you know there's something about that not that misery loves company I don't think that's what it is I think that it normalizes that these feelings happen, that we experience these things. And so when you have somebody else saying, absolutely, I'm going through the same, same thing, you don't feel so alone. You, you feel like, okay, and then you guys can talk together, A, about some solutions or just encouragement, like let's keep going, let's be strong and finish the task. And then you need those moms 
who are going through what you went through yesterday so that you can tell them, I know that feels impossible. It felt impossible when I went through it, but I just went through it so you can be strong and finish the task. Community. I didn't plan on talking about having community, but I feel like it just keeps coming back when we look at how do we do this. That we have to get ourselves centered. We have to make sure that we have a strong foundation in the word, in our faith, but then we've got to have some community. We've got to have those women who are there for us. I say that because I know that for myself, when I am struggling, when I am going through a lot, the first thing that I want to do is pull back because I don't want to burden anybody with the stuff I'm going through. Sometimes it's pride. I don't want anybody to know that I'm going through something that I think I shouldn't be going through. Um, sometimes I feel like it's it's so small that I'm like, I know so many people are going through way more important things. And like, this is the thing that's causing me stress or, or causing me to, to feel sadness or feel like I'm being broken or whatever it is. This is what I think is impossible when people have way more things or whatever the reason is. I know that that is my tendency to pull back. And I don't think that I had actually really thought that through, that that was the thing that that I did. It, just, it was just what I did. I hadn't thought about it. And I was in a season, and I've talked about this before, I believe, on the podcast, but I was in a season where I was struggling. I was had not yet been diagnosed with my uh, chronic disorder. And so I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, what is happening? There's just, it. there was just a cloud of um, despair and discouragement and just a whole bunch of stuff. And if I can be honest, like my marriage wasn't going well at that time. Um, I just, I had really pulled back from the profession that I had known for years. And so I was just in this place of what is happening. Just all of this stuff and stuff. And my tendency was to pull back and I try. I tried, but the people that were in my community, as I say, they came for me. Every time I would pull back, they would come closer. They would call and say, I haven't seen you. What's going on? Where have you been? They would show up at my doorstep with, you know, some Starbucks coffee or chai tea or something, or they would bring groceries or they would just, they would not stop. And while at first I was like, oh, this is so, I started to feel what it feels like when you have a true community. I felt loved. I felt supported. And because I felt loved and supported, I was able to then verbalize what I was experiencing and what I was going through. And they were able to be there for me. And even more than that, as I was talking through some of the stuff, I remember a conversation where two of my friends specifically said, you need to go and talk to the pastor. Absolutely, you need to do this. And I wasn't going to go, but they kept saying, no, you got to go. You got to go. You have to go. And that encouragement and then them sharing their stories, it, it took me there. I went and spoke to him and it truly transformed me because that's when Philippians 4, 6 through 12, 6 through 8, all of that became my favorite scriptures because he helped me to see it in a different way. And that has been, this, those have been the scriptures that I have stood firm on because I, in that conversation with them and in that conversation with him, I recognized that my thoughts were really jacked up. That's where I started looking at your mindset, what you think about, what you think, what you think about, and then what you think about, what you think about matters. It changes everything. It affects everything. That's where all of 
this that I'm talking about with you, that's where that came from. Because I started to realize I needed to talk. I needed to have community around me. And while it felt uncomfortable to be vulnerable, to be transparent, I had to be able to do that. And that really takes me back to this because what I recognized from that time and then continuously and even looking back after that, that there was nothing that was too impossible for God. But there were some things that I held on to that I would pray about it. But I'm like, I'm going to take this. I'm going to I'm going to just hold this. I didn't set it at his feet and walked away. I would set it at his feet and then I pick it up and say, thank you for letting me pray about that. Let me take this and go back with it. And now let me stew over it and let me cry about it and let me try to figure it out. Let me try to fix it, which is my thing. If there's an issue or a problem, I'm like, mm, what can I do to fix it? And it said, it doesn't say, is there anything, is it impossible for you? It says it is impossible for me, for him, God. And when I was able to start to realize that I have to start truly laying those things at his feet, and sometimes you need those people in your life that will help you do that, that's when I was able to say, okay. I can be strong and finish the task. And even in this situation that I've been going through and this stuff here, I always say that God loves to just give you those little whispers that just reminds you that I love you and I'm thinking about you and I care for you and you're not in this by yourself. And he's always there to do that. But I think sometimes we tune him out. But sitting here reading the Bible, this was a word for me that I just decided to come and tell you. So I'm telling you right now, this was me. Him speaking to me, and then I said, I want to encourage you with this. But this was him saying, hey, Inga, is it is it impossible for me? Me? And then him saying, hey, be strong and finish the task. And I want to encourage you on that. Be strong and finish this task of homeschooling. You got this. As you take this break, if you're on a break right now, I pray that it encourages you to lay all those things that you have felt were just too hard and impossible lay them at his feet, leave them there at his feet. Make sure you have community that can encourage and lift, uplift you and support you through the challenges. And then be strong and finish the task. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms. You'll get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her Mommy! Mommy! <laughs> well, that's my cue. But before I go, I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4, 6-7. I pray that you won't be anxious about anything, but that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling. Until next time, remember to take a moment to catch your breath.